Day one companies, on the other hand, he says, day one companies make high quality, high velocity decisions. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and I focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and as always, I am joined by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, my man? Dude, this is going to be, I believe, one of the top episodes, not because we're doing it because of the content and who we are talking about and what this person's idea around day one is. Yeah, so so we have been doing a series on Jeff Bezos' first letter to his shareholders. We've done three episodes so far. This is the fourth and final episode in this series. Let's see, in week one, we talked about Jeff Bezos' philosophy on growth and how you see that come through in the letters. In the part two of this series, we talked about his obsession over customers. Last week, we talked about his philosophy around employees. And this week, we are going to be talking about day one. What is day one? How Jeff Bezos thinks about day one. And I know that you, you've been really excited about this, Sangram, and, and you getting so excited about it has made me excited about it. So let's dive in and talk about, first, I guess, let's define what is day one. What's that mean? Well, so in his view, day one requires you to be thinking about experimenting patiently, accepting failures, planting seeds for things that nobody even knows. And some people just feel for it and go for it, making sure that you're, you're double, triple down on the customer insights and customer delight so you could, you could make it. And he consistently had this, this phrase that this is day one, as he wrote in the first shareholder letter. And then since then, as part of his all hands, as part of his letter since 1997, he kept adding to his letter, the shareholder letter of 1997, saying, it's still day one. It's still day one. And I could imagine people internally and maybe externally getting annoyed and saying that, well, what about day two? And in one day, he said, you know what? It's time for me to help people understand what day two means. And he said, Day two is status followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating, painful decline, followed by death. And that is why it will always be day one here at Amazon. How powerful is that, James? I love it. So day two is essentially status quo, followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciatingly painful decline, followed by death. And that just... Just as I, <laughs> I think about that, I, I'm laughing about it, but because it's so intense, but it makes perfect sense why he's so adamant about keeping this culture of, you know, staying in day one. As we were talking about this offline, Sangram, you mentioned that kind of staying in a in a day one mentality requires you to do certain things. Can can you talk about some of the requirements uh, when you have this mentality? Well, man, you know, one of the things he shared in his, and I think this was like maybe third or fourth shareholder letter. So again, the links will be there so people can download. And it's so easy to find. I think every, every, every leader must download and read it. Instead of reading a book, read this because they're not too long and they're amazing and on point as you can imagine, because I feel like Jeff Bezos is writing these 
himself. He's not having a PR person write it. He is writing it. So, so in, in one of the points that he made, James, was around resist proxies. And, and what he meant by the idea of resist proxies was this. As companies grow larger and more complex, and I feel like most of us who, who are in the phase of growing companies or seeing companies grow or working in companies that are growing, we all have this tendency to manage by proxies, and which, which really means is that, hey, you know what? If somebody's doing it, that's fine, or we have done it this way always, or it is okay, or the standards get lower. We talked about that in the last podcast where have you defined your standards? And if you haven't defined your standards, then you kind of you have a tendency to, to say, you know what, that's, that's okay. Uh, and then you have these layers of management, 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 and the right person who's actually doing it and knows everything, you really don't get into it. So he's like, it's a very dangerous path. And, and he says dangerous, I think, in one of his letters. And he says, it's so subtle. And before you know, you would actually be on day two. You don't even have to... Think about it, you'll actually be on day two. And as he defined, that is death. That is how the painful decline would actually come to you. So do not just go with proxies. Do not keep status quo. Do not try to just, okay, this is how it's done because we're growing and because the organization is complex. He's like, no, we have to keep going fast and we have to resist these ideas that pull us back and make us very, very, very comfortable and I think he's obviously one of his greatest saying is that be very comfortable with being uncomfortable. And mm. I, I love that. I love it. All right. What's the next component related to this day two idea that you wanted to cover today? So you can probably relate to this really well, James, is that, you know, when you are small, I know you're a growing company as well. And I remember when we were like, you know, five, 10 people, how fast was the decision making process? extremely fast. It, it was, if it was in my brain, the decision was made. Right. And, you know, as you grew and as we are growing, how hard it is to actually sit and wait for something to happen when we know that it needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really frustrating this past probably eight months. I say frustrating, you know, w- when you know that it's a byproduct of a growing organization that you have to learn to to figure that stuff out because it, yeah, you're, you're spot on, man. It, the decision-making process just naturally takes longer when there are more people in the organization. Right. So he says this, and this is a very interesting distinction. I hope everybody kind of takes notes or like parts the car or stops working out and listens to this because this is, I feel, super powerful. It really made me underline, highlight, like, you know, want to make a frame of it and put it somewhere. It literally says this, data companies make high-quality decisions. Mm. Data company makes high quality decisions. If you're a data company and you feel like you're making amazing, great decisions, no matter how the speed is, then then you are actually a data company already. And if you want to be that, that's great, but that's what you are. Day one companies, on the other hand, he says, day one companies make high quality, high velocity decisions. Mm. Uh, That is a big distinction. And and the reason we don't make high velocity decisions in a day two company is because we're afraid that, oh, shoot, what if you make the wrong decision, right? goes back to the writers and proxies and, and all those things. And his point, and I think this was, this is so, this is the punchline. He says, most decisions, most decisions that you're making are reversible. So don't worry too much. Yeah. So yeah. he's giving this ability for his entire organization is that, hey, look, your decisions, I just want you to make decisions and go. And if it doesn't work, 
we can figure it out and fix it or move on or change it because most decisions, and if you have to put a number, I would say it's 90% plus, that they are reversible. So don't worry too much. Don't wait for a high quality decision at the expense of high velocity decisions. Yeah, it definitely takes the pressure off when you realize that so many decisions are in fact reversible. So that that makes a lot of sense. This last piece that we're going to talk about here, Sangram, is around making decisions by consensus and and why we we shouldn't actually do that. What did you learn from Bezos as it as it relates to this? Well, man, dude, I feel like I have this pain that 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 comes to me when I read this that we're about to talk, which is and I've seen this happen so many different places, and I think I've not seen it happen as much. Thankfully, at Terminus, but also I haven't seen this happen as much at Salesforce, which speaks volume for why certain companies are growing. He has this concept that, that has been well talked about uh, and written about, which is disagree and coming, where he says day two companies make decisions by consensus, which makes sense because if everybody's on the same page, then they're high quality decisions, right? And yeah. you know, nobody's going to get fired because we all read consensus. Nobody made a mistake, kind of right? Whereas day one companies would actually have a healthy debate about it and say, you know what? I disagree with that. I don't think that's the right thing to do, or I don't know if this is the right thing to do. That's where your position is. But because you're so passionate about this thing and you feel like there is something here, I'm going to disagree with you, but I'm going to commit whatever it takes to support you outside of these two, three people conversations. So outside of this meeting, we're going to go out there as one team and we're going to take the pressure off you to just you know prove yourself. It is going to be like one team and go for it because you're so passionate about it. So day one companies are all about disagreement and commitment yeah, as opposed I, to day two companies are all about consensus. I love that. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like Kim Scott talks about that in radical candor. And I've also been reading a lot of Patrick Lencioni lately. And I know he talks about this idea of getting commitment, regardless of whether people, everyone on the team agrees with the direction that you're going with it. You have to be able to get buy-in and commitment from them. And so that's ultimately on the leader to, to be able to do that. So I, I love that. Sangram, what is your challenge for, for listeners today based on what we've chatted about so far? Well, first go and read all these letters. I think they're worth printing and listen and having your executive team read through it. But the challenge is, and I think uh, Jeff does a really good job of exploring it in his letters, is that don't be slaves to process. So the challenge is, have you created in your organization too much process, so much so that the process owns you as opposed to the other way around? Like you, in, in other words, have you missed the intent of the processes that you have created in your organization? Mm. And, and that's the challenge. Does the process own you or you own the process? Wonderful. Sangram, well, this series has been a blast. I was not familiar with this concept of day one, day two. And so the entire series has been incredible. I've really loved this episode. Really looking forward to next week's episode as well. So again, Sangram, this is this has just been a blast. And I, I love that you let me be a part of this. Awesome. And remember, without a community, you are a commodity. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. 
Until next time. <laughs>